It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Hello! Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. Here we are, two pints in, ready to go. Dave Watson. Hello! I'm joined by... Him. Bonjour. I'm joined by Dave Watson. Back from France. Allo. Comment appelles-tu? There you shit. go, picking up the lingo. <sighs> Paul Doolan. Hello. Also been to France this year. Hmm. I've not Suspicious. been to France this year. Suspicious, yes. I was doing some scouting for our next left winger. Well, there we go. This is the thing. We do, we do love a French love left a French winger. Left winger. Don't we? So that's crazy. Both of you have been to France this year. Is that it is all crazy. It, is it all it's cracked up to be? As a country, right. if you like eating far too much food and drinking too if much, if you like eating far too much amazing food, spending yeah. very little on it, and having a brilliant time in wonderful sunshine, yes, yes, it's okay. Yeah, there you go, guys. Look, look out for France. Visit That's France. Top top tip <laughs> for this season: France. Give it a go. <laughs> it Let, might it might work out. It's I think, one I of think Europe's the sign they have. France. Give it a go. France, one of Europe's best-kept secrets. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let's go in straight um, away immediately uh, with the game. I mean, that seems like an appropriate place to start. Uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford, nil-nil. Dave, did you watch the game? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant? So, so happy with that. Not simply because we got a point, which... Oftentimes we come away with Old Trafford with just a spanking. Yeah. But it was the... We just looked more solid. We looked like there was an idea amongst the team. We looked like there was cohesion. We like were organised. We yeah, we were. We were organised as a unit. And I thought that when we saw the... When we were seeing out the game... You remember under Pardew, for the last like four years under Pardew, whenever we tried to grind out a result or something, we'd end up losing 3-1 or yeah. whatever. For all they had a few chances, and I'm not I'm not being an idiot, I know they had the best of the chances. We we looked okay, we looked solid, we looked like if we were gonna concede it was gonna take something extraordinary rather than it was gonna take something like just a set piece or something like yeah. that. We just looked solid. And we also had a few chances to, to nick it. I thought Mitrovic's header in the first half. Oh, holy I mean I was We've not had that for a long time. It was Shearer-esque. It was fantastic. Ferdinand-esque. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people in the we- in the away section apparently thought it was in because it just that the it angle looked, that it, oh, it, it looked almost beautiful. too perfect. And what that says to me is he's going to score quite a few like that. And now that we've got Tovan, hopefully that means that um, 
the the crosses into the box mm. will be more frequent and of a higher standard than the than we are getting from like Haidara and Jan Mats and in this. Well, it was Mbemba that played Mbemba, it into yeah, him yeah, as well, Mbemba, wasn't yeah. it? Which was yeah, a, a hell of a ball. Did you were you worried about him in the first like fifteen twenty minutes or so? Because I thought Depay looked to have him all ends up, but as the game progressed. He just seemed to, to grow accustomed to it. Know that the easiest thing to do is just show him inside a bit and Empire, um, Memphis Depay will take a shot from 20, 30 yards and fine. Mm. You just keep shooting from there. Well, I think the first 20 minutes... I, I didn't see the game live because I was at the what? beach. I'm so sorry. Were you at the beach in France? No, Whitstable. Which, which beach oh, were you Whitstable? at? Oh, yeah. Whitstable. Right. It was nice. The... the my live updates for the game was texting Dave, <laughs> getting <laughs> odd like updates. But yeah. you watched um, highlights. Yes, but from what I've seen, the first twenty minutes, it was just a case of riding the storm mm. and waiting That's for them true, to run actually, out of to ideas. That's true. To be fair, let's. I mean, let's go through the game as it was. I mean, uh, it's true. Sorry, the yeah. first half of the first half, it, there was quite an onslaught. Yeah, but um, without much end result. As yeah, we said watching it, you don't um, look at that game and think it was a highlight reel of amazing man new chances. No, we had it, two great chances to score. They had probably two as well. I think I mean, the draw the, was the, the, the fair Rooney result. Goal, a lot of people have said that it's it looked onside, and it's one of those where he's he's leaning offside, but his mm. feet look onside. And I I agree. Ha- Alan Shearer actually put on Twitter that he thinks it should just go back to the old way where if you are offside you're offside yeah. and there, there has to be daylight between you and the, the defender for well the that's a contradiction isn't it I mean he was offside he was onside I think no he was onside because there, well, there wasn't there wasn't daylight okay well it's, it depends on the definition of offside but he uh, if a part of your body that is capable of scoring a goal and is is uh, mm. ahead, and that is any part of your body, surely, apart from Bob. your hand. Yeah, for your arm, yeah. right? Then you're offside, and he was offside. Well, so and he should hang for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the Rooney goal, though, it was if you watch Stephen Taylor, he stops trying to make a challenge because he's he's facing the direction of the linesman. Right. So I, I don't think you can necessarily call it a goal that sort of that should have stood. Because I think Taylor was, he was pretty much level with him before the shot went in and actually stops before the shot is taken. You have, you have to hope you, Taylor... You played at the whistle. Like, oh I, yeah, I, I know, know what you're but saying, I think... but you played at the whistle. Look, Stephen Taylor is not shy of theatrics. So no, he, but I think he was... He'd happily stop and put his hand in the air if, if he thought... Because he was not going to catch up with Rooney. I think, it, no, he was level with it. I think the reason, mm. tactically, the reason we played quite a high line is because it was Rooney up front on his own. Yeah. And it was for that reason that. that if he gets in behind, they can catch up with him. I would and imagine... Taylor did catch up with him. I, was, um, I would imagine, considering uh, Jan Matt in the Swansea game, playing, uh, what's his name on side, was it Gomez? Basically, we uh, we we cocked up in our mm. offside mm. trap in the Swansea game. I would imagine there was quite a lot of work on that. Yeah, yeah, and it, that's the kind of thing. A couple of a couple of shows back, I said that um, central defence. It's much harder for a central defender to, to acclimatise to a new league than it is a centre forward, because a centre forward has less things that he's got to juggle. Yeah. Uh, a centre-half has to not only deal with the, the attacker that he's facing, but he also has to become a unit. Part of that unit is the offside trap. So he has to move as one with the right-back, the left-back, and the, and the other centre-half. Whereas the centre-forward, certainly in Mitrovic's case, he knows that all he's got to do is, when the ball comes towards him, try and bring the other players into into um, into into play. He or did, score a goal! And he nearly bloody did. Oh. Well, she nearly did. Oh, yeah, man. beautiful. So when you're and talking about um, players... Yeah, you get the feeling when, Mitrovic will score. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're talking about defenders mm. uh, getting used to uh, playing in a new team, uh, I guess you're mainly referring to Mbemba. Yeah. And, of course, there was the story this week about... <laughs> uh, there's a little bit more. It's the story that just keeps on giving. It was a little bit more about um, uh, the day he turned up in a tuxedo. 
apparently, uh, the story goes, if you've not seen this, first of all, he was told to dress sharp. So he went down next and bought a £110 uh, tuxedo, <laughs> which is sweet. And, I love um, him. I already love yeah. him. And he's obviously not... He's not got his own place yet, so he's staying in a hotel in Gateshead. I think it was the Hilton? The Hilton in Gateshead, I think it is. So get down to the Hilton Gateshead, guys! (laughs) And uh, the club had booked a taxi for him to go there, but he just got in the wrong taxi. Language barrier. Turns out the taxi was booked to go to a supermarket, which... (laughs) I mean, it's have a look weird at story. from a hotel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand that like some people might get a taxi to a supermarket, but yeah, if you're staying at the Hilton Gateshead, why are you? And it gone, and they went. There past is restocking the, the minibar you know, before they check yeah. it because I don't want to get fleeced on the hotel yeah. bill. But also, yeah, the, they went. They said in the article, they said that on the way to the supermarket, they went past St James's. <laughs> so it was uh, the Hilton in Gateshead. And they were booked to go to a supermarket that meant that they would go into Newcastle City Centre. Yeah. And parts... Like, I want to know about who it was who'd booked that, <laughs> yeah. that taxi to that the supermarket. That's a far much more interesting story. So the yeah. whole story smacks of it being someone somewhere's first day. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they yeah. didn't know what they were doing. Uh, it sounds like uh, a sitcom storyline which needs a little bit of tightening up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a language barrier and he was worried and he thought he'd been kidnapped. Bless him. He thought he'd been kidnapped. He's a, you, I love him. I well, he's from the Congo and apparently right. in the Congo there's quite a lot of kidnappings and the general thing is they take you to Asda. <laughs> Paul is desperate to make an umbongo joke right now. <laughs> you can see it on his face. I'm trying hard. <laughs> I think, yeah, I saw in the mirror they were saying exactly that, of like, kidnappings are common in the Congo. doesn't really have much bearing on the story. No. He's, he's not no. in the Congo. <laughs> well, it was a way of them slipping in some geopolitics yeah. uh, into their newspaper. I want but, to talk um, about, uh, just dead quickly, like defensive I want to talk yeah about let's Perez. get back onto the game mm. Perez was absolutely outstanding in an unfamiliar role in an unfamiliar position because he wasn't because like, when when you stick a striker like him up front uh, sorry out wide you you kind of expect him to stay in and around the box and play more like a a, a wide striker but I he think was, you look at he either Bar or Cisse when they were playing. Yeah, in that exactly. Position. Exactly. There yeah, was yeah. No tracking back. But he was he was shepherding uh, Matteo Darmian, who, by the way, looks a yeah. real player. That that Italian right back, the man you have got, looks mm. a real player. Um, Perez was shepherding him out of play. He was picking up the right position to to force the ball back into a, a busy area. He was oh, he was Perez was fantastic. He was. Arguably my man of the match. I know Colaccini had a really good game and yeah. so did Stephen Taylor at centre-half. Don't want him starting there often. <laughs> uh, he, he's had his one. Um, well, he'll be injured within the next couple of years. Well, that's the thing, Every though. season, Taylor has a couple of really good games. Looks yeah. like there's a great partnership with him and Colaccini. Then he'll either, he'll either handball something and get suspended <laughs> or just be out for... But his injuries, his injuries are often... Sexual. Sexual. <laughs> No, <laughs> tears or strains. So maybe sexual uh, tears or strains, uh, and it's the groin or the knee or the whatever. If he's not playing that often, it might mean that he's more available more often because he's not going to be under the same amount of like intensive pressure. Yes, I think he just he might be our Jack Wilshire who will never get a season out of. Yeah, fine. Like, Stephen I, I Taylor is. Uh, I mean, he's like he must be approaching thirty now, but he's a handy. He's a handy squad yeah. defender to have. Mm. You compare him um, to Mike Williamson, who I don't think oh, could yeah. have come in and done the same job. No, and and also I would say that he's it's similar to like Jack Colback, where Jack Colback's one of our first team players, but he really shouldn't be. He yeah. really shouldn't be like he's doing a job and he's getting like seven out of ten every game, and he's all right. He's fine, but really, we should be playing with, and I know it doesn't work because Sissoko's not performing in the centre, but we should be playing like Toyota, Anita, Sissoko, rather than Anita and Colback. This and, is what I want to talk about. I mean, right. I thought Colback had an alright season last season. I mean, you're right about, yeah, he's probably a 7 out of 10 hmm. in general. Um, so, yeah, he's not setting the league alight. Um, but here's a worry for me. In the last three games, I mean, 
Um, we haven't had a lot of possession. Against Man U, hmm. it was a good result. They had 69% possession, the sexiest of the statistics. <laughs> I think um, that was our plan, though. Yeah, it was. I think it was very Absolutely. much hold off them until they're in our half and then try yeah. and get the ball back. You look, Maybe. You, you look at the, like, the heat maps, and I know it's a wanky thing to look at, but you look at the heat maps, the, the predominant area of their possession was in their half and around the, the centre circle. Um we basically allowed them as much they can they can knock the ball between their centre halves as often as they like but as soon though I mean there were games it was a point in the game I think it was like the 65th minute or 69th minute or something like that where all, all of our players were in the box every single one of them including Mitrovic everybody was in the box and that was because we're just saying like look you come and attack us but there's 11 players between you and the you and the goal and they they are so sluggish we couldn't have done that against Arsenal because Arsenal no. are so quick on the attack they would have found a way around us. Same They're with Man City. slow and short on ideas, man. Yeah, I know, it's, I know it's Man United but as a fan in the future I'd quite like to see us just have more of the ball. Um, yeah, well, the first three games we haven't had a lot of possession I know it's Southampton, Swansea, Man United. Exactly. I would like to hope that when we play I don't know Villa or whoever hmm. that we might get a bit more possession uh, well, we'll sure see because we it feels it feels a little bit like sometimes like watching England in the sense of I don't know we just we don't I, don't, I think in the Southampton game we weren't too dominated with possession and we played hmm. a lot more passing football I think at home against any team outside the top sort of five or six yeah. you'll see a lot I mean Swansea and Southampton are two very possession heavy teams and Man U oh, they're away. obsessed with it Paul they're obsessed <laughs> with the stuff but this is so you look at our start and we in our first eight games we're, we're meeting six of the top four no six of the top We've four we've got Chelsea that and Man City sense. <laughs> four of the top six and um, and yeah we're meeting like Do you mean Chelsea the top Man- six from last season yeah yeah, yeah of course because um, otherwise we're meeting Leicester and yeah. I don't I don't I'm not that bothered about that. Mm. But the next few games we've got uh, Northampton on Tuesday, tomorrow, and we've got Arsenal on Saturday, and then it's West Ham and Watford. Now, from those three, four games, I'd expect us to get past Northampton, and I'd expect us, honestly, uh, God, like four to six points yeah. from four to six points from the, those three league games. Especially having seen West Ham at the weekend. Oh, they were diabolical. They- deserve to be taken apart let's yeah. see I think listening back to these podcasts yeah. I think it just says so much about just fans in general it's like the podcasts are always dependent on the last result like uh, Southampton was a draw but it was a pretty good p- performance we yeah. made some signings we felt positive Swansea uh, was a disappointing 2-0 loss we yeah. were all disappointed Charlie thought we should all kill ourselves <laughs> Blood the youth. Blood the... Charlie thought it was time to bring in the kids. Um, uh, Dave uh, Watson, um, being uh, sort of like a semi-autistic, has um, most weeks uh, writes up a sort of... um, uh, uh, some prep for the podcast. And I've got it in front of me right now. Um, there's lots of stats, there's the table, there's future fixtures, blah, blah, blah. And uh, there's one square which just says in big letters, Charlie, what the fuck? <laughs> Dave listened to the last episode. Sorry, Charlie, if you're listening. But it's not gone down well. I mean, like, it's entertaining. It's entertaining podcastery. But, I mean... Good verb. <laughs> there's, there's some people wondering... Uh, what exactly? What? I mean, are what you is- all right, mate? I mean... <laughs> I mean, go, go back and listen to it. I don't want to. Maybe we're not being. I don't want to be unfair, but that was it. There were some interesting opinions coming through there. But to go back to my key point, um, it is fair to say that I think we sort of like just natural as football fans. We just we yo-yo uh, in terms of our opinions. Depending on the last yeah. result, and the last result was a nil-nil against Man U, an entertaining nil-nil, and therefore we're like. Right, so I, I, I do agree with you. I would say, though, that the reason that I'm taking more positives from this Man U game than I would, say, for example, if we draw nil-nil with 
Uh, Chelsea got battered all game, and the only thing that saved us from um, from a loss was uh, Tim Krull having like one of his like the Spurs game the, that the, year. exactly yeah the Spurs game it wasn't that we went there with he a did game make plan. a great save this he game did. Though, no, he, he did no he did but I mean that we went there with a game plan and previous seasons under Pardew we've gone to places like Man U and Arsenal with a in inverted commas game plan and got absolutely dry humped 6-2 or 5-0 or 6-1 whatever we get absolutely mauled because we go there and Pardew hasn't got a clue we go there with McLaren and I'm not saying that we're suddenly going to like launch up the table and finish third or anything ridiculous like that I'm just saying we're harder to beat because he knows how to coach a defence so the Swansea game, I look at that and say that we were doing all right. We were kind of okay. It wasn't great, but uh, they were the better team. They were the better team, and and Jan Mat sending off the first one, definite yellow. The second one, he tugs him back, and you can't tug him back when you're on a yellow. It was stupid red card, and it he, he knows it, and he's admitted it. I don't think that was a that wasn't a tactical mistake. I don't I don't think that at all. And I think say- if we'd started sorry if we'd started Mitrovic against Swansea. If he was up to speed and all the rest of it, I don't think we would have lost 2 now. I think Swansea away is always going to be oh, a very a tough, tough game, game this yeah. season. I think, on top of what you're saying, the Swansea game aside, the other two games, we've seen things we've not seen for the last three or four years. So against Southampton at home, we were face. <laughs> <laughs> a sunset. <laughs> I thought we actually played quite decent possess- uh, possession football against Southampton. Looked like we mm. had ideas. We went behind and actually looked like we could come back from it, and yeah. did come back. And, and then Man against Man U, we ground out a nil-nil. When and does we that ever happen? And we nearly won. Well, yeah. won it but at like the Mitrovic, end. like uh, God, like half a foot lower. And that's mm. that's in off the bottom of the bar, and everybody's ripping their cock off. Tovan, because that's the traditional celebration <laughs> for a goal. <laughs> for when it hits the crossbar and <laughs> yeah. in cock off. <laughs> and uh, Florian Tovan, he is within a, a, a boot stud of yeah. that hitting the back of the net. We weren't outplayed, and we no, we'd, be, we'd be looking, we'd be looking for our cocks to put them back on <laughs> to rip them off again. Yeah, if so that had gone like, in. we weren't. We went there looking to, to frustrate Man U and we did that brilliantly. And we played we wanted to play counterattacks. And I said to sorry, you, I'm just like I'm just going back to the, the image. Everyone would be ripping their cock off. Is that, is that I've never heard that in my life. You've never heard that? Everyone rip your cock off. Like a really Oh, do you violent, mean that of a, a vociferous wank? Yes, exactly. Oh right, fair uh, enough. I didn't just, I didn't yeah, just yeah. mean like yeah. So it's like, I, thought, I, was like holding I didn't it up. know that. That's fair enough. No, bringing it like be. a town crier. No, I just thought like, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> like ripping your cock or throwing your cock. That's, okay. a, that's a. But I'm saying like we we went there to, with the with okay. the game plan to to uh, to frustrate Man U, and we did. Yeah, and we and we went there to with the intention of when the chances do come to us, we want to try and hit them on the break, and we nearly did. So. Like for, I, I understand what you're saying that we're, we're go- I'm looking at the next three games through the through the like the the filter of the previous game. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm looking at the the, the games the next three games through the filter of the last three games, okay. which is the only three games you can really count under McLaren. All right. And have you seen McLaren's record at Old Trafford as a manager? It's decent. He's lost one game as an is opposition that it? manager. Yeah. I didn't know. Is that good? He's only lost once. So to be fair, actually, has he played that many? I think it's at least three or four with uh, Middlesbrough. Was he there that many seasons? Well, at least two. Okay. All right. It's a a decent record for anyone against Wasn't he manager when England were doing the tour of... You know when Wembley was being built? So he might have played played at Old Trafford. Oh, okay. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) We probably did all right as England at Old Trafford. So here we go. Um... Uh, yeah, we've. I guess we've pretty much done the game. The Man U game. What did I want to talk about? You've literally got notes in front of you. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know, but that's <laughs> not, I mean, here's. It's a, it's amazing I, to I watch. did my homework. You fuckers didn't. Okay. What do you this want from is, me? All right, this is where I'm at. Okay. Some of us are unwitchable. My drinking started on Saturday lunchtime because I don't have BT Sport. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a really nice weather on Saturday, but I, for you guys, I went to my local Irish pub (laughs) and watched that game on my own with the resident alcoholics there, Mm. and uh, that was all right. 
went out Saturday night. And then, uh, fucking yesterday, yeah. I went to the, um, I went to the cricket yesterday. Really? As we, Where as, at? As regular listeners will know. I'm sorry, guys. I like other sports, too. Get over it. Um, I went to the cricket, the, the final day of the Ashes. Absolutely rat-assed. Good. I mean, and I've, and I've already had two pints today. Can I just drink till I'm 40? And then once I'm in my 40s, I'll slow it down. Yeah, I, th- that's I fine. think it's like smoking. That's fine. That's I think it's, like it's all right, right? It's not, there's no lasting damage, is there? No. no, I think it's like We're smoking. We're all decided if you get to 30 drinking's okay, quit smoking, right? you're all right. Okay, right. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's been a pretty solid... You don't need to form week. short-term memories. No, that's fine. <laughs> Life's more surprising. Okay. Um, now, um, when I went with my mate Dave, he's an Ipswich fan, and I predicted, because we started drinking at like half ten, I said, because me and him always have a fight when we're pissed, and I predicted <laughs> our fight would be at three. And to be fair to us, it took until about six. And it was about Newcastle. And uh, he was talking about how Pardew was a good manager. And I'll sort of let that slide. I mean, Dave. No. Dave, you'd have been no. ripping your cock off and throwing it in his face. <laughs> um, He's just not. Right, okay. I mean, I'll let... I mean, I the think, you know, Pardew... Does. Pardew has... No, it doesn't! <laughs> oh, Pardew has some, some pedigree. You know, he's not necessarily, like... He's not about to. Uh, I did think the game uh, between job, but the Palace Villa game. It was. It looked like a tie between two managers who would sell you a very dodgy second-hand car. Yeah, like, okay. sure but then you might be talking hard. about just about accents, which is what I'm going to bring you. Uh, this is what I'm going to bring you to. All right. Which was uh, Dave's theory was, and I've heard it before, was that uh, Newcastle fans didn't like Alan Pardew because he's a Cockney. How do you feel about that, Dave? Like, I've never met your friend David, and I'm sure that he's got many qualities. One of them is not knowing what the fuck he's talking about. We love Cockneys. We love Malcolm McDonald. We love Rob Lee. We love Les Ferdinand. It's got nothing to do See, with I was where saying you're that. from. I mean, my it's big example was Rob Lee. But he, apparently that didn't count because they're players for some reason. That doesn't count. All right, well, what does he mean? <laughs> I, I don't really he, understand. What about Chris Hutton? Chris Hughton never, never that. played, Apparently, played yeah. for us. Chaz and Dave. We, the Wombles. We don't... We yeah, they're them. massive in Newcastle. <laughs> we love them. Do you, know, do you know what we don't like in Newcastle? And we might be bigoted. We might be prejudiced against... Twats. We don't like twats. And that's why we don't like Pardew. That's why we don't like... Um, Joking here. Joking here. Right. This Cockney Mafia thing is just an easy phrase because none of them, none of the inverted commas Cockney Mafias are Cockneys. They're just people from the South. That That's the only all label that we can... Yeah, yeah, it's just the umbrella label. term we can use for them. If, oh, they right. were all, if they were all, you know, umpa-lumpers, we'd want them out. It's not likely, what I want, Dave. It's not likely. What I want to no. know is... Dave, Given that they're a fictional thing, yeah. Why, why are you so prejudiced against Cockneys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you live down in London now. Yeah. But are you... I mean, you're infiltrating the system. Do you want to bring us down? I mean, that just said us. That us, makes me at, a yeah. Cockney. You're yeah. not. My mum is a Cockney. I love proper Cockneys. Love them. I hate Alan Pardew and all his little crony brethren. They're all pricks. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I thought I'd just bring that up because I thought it might bring a little colour to the pod. Um, we've got uh, <laughs> a couple of uh, games coming up, but before we preview them. Uh, let's talk about the transfer window. I think there's a pretty strong chance that that window will close before the next podcast. McLaren uh, yeah. has said that he thinks business is probably over. Is that just playing hard to get? Is that a negotiation tactic? Is that lowering expectations? Or is he just basically telling the truth and we're probably not going to make another signing? Paul? I hope he's lowering expectations because I still think we desperately need at least one fullback. I think we need a first team left back yeah. for certain. I think Haidar is very good to have in the squad but he's not first choice left back for me. And there was, who's the Dutch left back who came to watch Wijnaldum's first home game? Watch for a bit of fun. He's the Dutch international left back. He's injured at the moment but he was at St James's for our first game. And all the talk was of him signing him. Oh, I don't know. Dave frantically goes to his phone. Not enough time, Dave. All right. I'm trying to think of that. Forget it. 
It's I'm not sure well all informed, our all our well informed listeners will know. But who he that was is. at the game, and I thought we'd surely be signing him. But I don't know how long he's out for. A left back would be handy. Another statement that McLaren has made in light of the last game, where. Colicini has received a lot of plaudits mm. for the last mm. game, and I do think he had a good game. But mm, you know, it's not like yeah, it's it's not like he's suddenly a brilliant twenty-six-year-old central defender. Let's not throw our cocks yet. Let's not throw our cocks yet. Don't steady on, guys. Don't get <laughs> ripping just yet. Um, <laughs> I think with Colicini, we have to wait to see how he does up against any kind of pace, because Wayne Rooney is possibly the. The Slowest. easiest person yeah, for him yeah. to mark. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, why that's why I'm I'm adamant they have to start Mbemba alongside Colicini going forward. It yeah. can't it can't be Mbemba out wide because although he had an okay game against Memphis Dubai, we need his place in the centre. I think that's it's it. pretty yeah. clear that that is the plan. They yeah. are the central defensive partnership for the season, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that. Pardew was singing Colo's praises, says that they ain't going to be buying any more first choice. McLaren. 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 Jesus. Sorry, guys, Jesus. I just wish. He's already on edge. Yeah, that's <laughs> just the mention of his name. Um, uh, the fact that McLaren is singing Colo's praises suggests that we will not be signing any more first team central defenders that's yeah I think that's a reasonable assumption yeah. the, the, there is rumours that we're in for Ab, Abdenor Abdenor the one at Monaco the Monaco yeah. he's another half. one that everyone's getting excited about has never seen play but like, yeah sure. they are um, he is a decent centre half sounds um, it good name no, he does sound it. Yeah, well, he's got. It sounds like he's got pedigree. You know, other clubs are interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's high, the same high, as high people tag. with Virgil Van Dijk at Celtic at the minute, who were like he he just slot into any Premier League team. You've never seen him play. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the best thing we could do is spend a lot of money on a central defender from the Scottish Premier League <laughs> because that worked out really Always well works. for us last time. I think with Abdenor, um the way I look at it is he's he's definitely better than Mike Williamson he's probably better than Stephen Taylor he might be better than uh, Colaccini is now and mm. he might be as good as Mbemba can be sure. so, but from what like, I can tell I'd, I'd he's much... also going to cost quite a lot of money and ah, might fine. fancy Champions League Ashley's, football Ashley's loaded well, well I would say I don't think we need another centre back if we're looking at Colaccini and okay. Mbemba as the first two Taylor Dummett. as third choice Dummett and Lasell. Yeah, it's more the prospect of Williamson still getting in the team, which scares me into thinking we so, need to replace. Are, him. You, are you actually agreeing with what Charlie said, which is you just want Williamson out of the club? I think I am. Yeah, yeah. Just it's in, a good point. Just in case he gets a game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I'd I'd much rather get a couple of um, even if they're just young kids for the for the future. Yeah. Like that's Sam Byron of from Leeds. Just a couple of like a fullback who. Well, that's what Lascelles sit on the bench. Bentosa. That was a joke. Um, so yeah, and maybe a, a, a fullback or two would be handy. Charlie Austin, do you think that's going to happen? Only if Cisse goes. It's rumbling on, isn't it? I Only just, if Cisse goes. Yeah, I just. Well, the, we're not going to play with two up front. That no. seems unlikely. No. Yeah. So if if we've got Mitrovic, and we still got Perez. We yeah. So we've got Mitrovic, Cisse, Perez, and we've also got. Like, I don't know, but Riviere, <laughs> Goufran, we're all right up front in terms of... In terms, in terms of, of numbers. Yeah, in terms of numbers. Like, um, Cissé's got the best goal-to-game ratio, goals-to-minute ratio, sorry, in the Premier League still. Um, Perez is young and promising and all the rest of it, and Mitrovic looks a beast. Yeah. So we've got three strikers who, if you saw them starting up front alone... Like Perez is the only one where you'd go, all right. I don't think he's really a lone striker. Is no, he? he's no. not. But you, you, you kind of like let it go. I think we're weaker on De Jong the... as well. Is that, yeah. That... Oh God, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about him. Uh, CM De Jong. <laughs> well, his in... We should have a De Jong's injury corner every yeah. week yeah, where yeah. we discuss his new one. I, I, to be, honest, it sounds really mental, but I think we're all right. I think we need what, like in a terms bit of, of the whole squad. I think I think we could do with a bit of depth at fullback, but I think a reserve right winger. And but then a first right, team so, left back. So you say that, but a reserve right winger where you've got um, you've got Tovan, Sissoko, Aaron's, uh, Perez, who could all play right wing. Would you describe any stand- of those 
well, having their best sorry. position as right winger though Tovan's a left winger really isn't he he played right wing against Bayern he's he left played... footed though he cuts in from he the cuts right. in and shoots if you're having Mitrovic up front you want Tovan on the left I think true but if it was for one game or two games because Sissoko but we don't one... have a specialist right winger I would say well Obertan seems to be <laughs> yeah. playing in every game but then you've got the moment. on the left wing you've got Aaron's you've got Tovan, you've got um, who can play left wing. You can put like Obertan or Gufran. Oh, I Gufran. think we're covered for Gufran. the left. <laughs> so I think we've got I think we've got depth, and, and there's sufficient quality at the top where you've got like one definite first first choice, and then you've got somebody who can do a job, and then you've got somebody who can uh, maybe do a job, and then you've got somebody else who's just a fucking body. I think it's uh, fullbacks. That's where I want to see. Because yeah. you've only really got Jan Matt and Haidara who are specialist fullbacks. And after that, you've got Domit at left back and Mbemba or. You or you're need to or Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree with pretty much everything you've just said in the sense that, yeah, I think we're all right. But in, that's in terms, of, in terms of what you're aiming for survival. Wouldn't it be lovely? I'm not saying we should be. I'm expecting this to challenge for top four or anything. No, but wouldn't it be lovely to bring in a player or two, even more, hmm. that showed further ambition? Further ambition, absolutely. And, and, we, and to be fair, we have shown. Some I think we've done that. With this transfer I was going to say because um, Steve McLaren did state that it's the next three windows. So I wouldn't be surprised if in January we were to go off and sign... Because I like, I like Haidara. I think he's a decent little player. I don't know if he's going to kick on and become like a first choice in the same way as mm. Yanmat is definitely a, a, a cut above. If we got off and sign um, a, a Debussy or a Yanmat who can play on the left, cool, brilliant. Absolutely behind that. I think that's a great thing to do. And also if we go off and sign a... A winger in the in the Christmas window, so we spend twenty million in the Christmas window, which we can absolutely afford. You know I wouldn't mind. Sexy pants? No, Johan Kabai. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Too a, soon. Yeah, that's just why. Why you got? I wouldn't mind a. See, we've got Anita, Tiote, Colback, and they were all half decent. But I wouldn't mind uh, some real class. quality. Yeah. In but then Anita's improving every week there. Yeah. Colback, I know what you mean about earlier. It's sort of, I'll quite often watch a game and be told Colback had a good game. And yeah. I think he's he's unfortunate enough to be at a club where there's so many number 10s, he's never going to get an attacking position. And he scores a lot of goals when he's allowed to get forward. So I I'm, think the way we want to put I don't think Teote's ever going to recapture his old form we're an injury away from being light there but you'd mm. have to hope Wijnaldum can fill in there or Sissoko yeah so I'm going to go full on football hipster here go on Ooh. I think we really need to sign to to make the kick on is a register so <sighs> I beg your fucking pardon Jesus Christ <laughs> someone's been on champ yeah no a register is a uh, easiest way to describe Andrea Perlo and I'm not, I'm not saying like we a quarterback. Into... Explain yeah, to a us, Kabai. Oh, explain to us deeper. people with uh, lives, girl, girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> what a register is. Uh, so imagine the the creative role that uh, Fabregas does, or Kabai's doing, or that. Um, uh, that... So basically, are you just saying are you just doing a pretentious way of saying playmaker? N- no, because it's it's a more defensive role. So it's it's essentially it's a Michael Carrick. quarterback. Do you mean a quarterback? No, because I'm we not do talking have about American the football. Pilo, but sometimes it's already. called a quarterback, isn't it? No, it was it was called the quarterback because Alan Pardew probably couldn't say the word. No, quarter- the word. Alan Pardew didn't invent the phrase quarterback in football. People used to no, call in Dave, no in in soccer. Yeah, people used to call when uh, when David Beckham played centrally. Sometimes he was called a sort of no because Beckham played further forward. He, ne- he never, he never, because basically a register plays, <laughs> a register plays just ahead of the the two centre halves, right? And Beckham always played just ahead of. Um, We're talking sounds Rude to me, it sounds to me like my yeah yeah similar to to Rude Sounds Hullet. to me like my definition of a quarterback in football. Fine, but whatever. The point is, I think we we benefit from that kind of player um, like somebody who can yeah. who can pass a ball as comfortably five yards as he can 40 
Um, you I know think who I reckon could fulfil that goodbye. role? Johan Goodbye. Yeah, but he's well, not he coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, not, coming he's back. not coming back, so move on. Is Jeremy still playing? <laughs> <laughs> Nidge tap. No. Um, I, I, I think you, you sign someone like that that forces out Colback and, and maybe Anita. I think, again, though, we're early in the season and Colback yeah, yeah. and Anita is looking like... Oh, I don't mean now. It's sort of functioning yeah. well. I think, I think there's... Yeah. As are... a club, I think we're at the point we've not been to for a while where you feel like things are happening in the training ground in the week that you're mm. seeing the fruits of. I feel like Colback and Anita would... I'd be more confident that they were functioning well if we were getting a little bit more possession. But that's just my opinion, and I'm sure you oh, guys th- have But then, then as, as Paul mentioned on before, I think that the teams that we've come up against in the first three, the, the first three games of the season, even if we met them deep into the, the mm. season, yeah. we'd surrender a lot of possession to them because their yeah. team's very comfortable on the ball. Okay. I'm sure we were right, around 50-50 not... with Southampton as well. Mm, all right. Let's... Uh, so you're let's wrong. move on because we're wrong. going around in circles you're wrong. I think the stats say and otherwise you're and you're wrong um, let's make some predictions tomorrow night I don't know when you're listening to this podcast but uh, Tuesday night of this week the Ivan we're playing Tony Derby the, yeah we're playing Northampton in the League Cup Ivan Tony it's old team hmm. I wonder will he play that would be interesting I would I imagine thought- he might make an appearance on the bench I'd like that for the, yeah, for the magic of the cop. I think for it's one of those things. It's a, it's a um, there's a little bit of a contradiction going on because as a Newcastle fan, uh, we've been consistently disappointed by us not fielding strong teams in the cups. But at the same time, yeah. you say no, Northampton at home, and we do have some players who haven't played that much yet. Yeah. Like De Jong, sorry, go sorry. On. Well, De Jong's injured. Well, I think right? we'll. I think he was on the bench, at man. You, no, he's on the he? bench. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I think De we. This seems like the perfect sort of game to go four four two, and try. I'd like to see Mitrovic play. Mitrovic just and to Perez give him more game front. time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would work really well. I also think if you play, um, like, I'd be tempted to start with De Jong in the centre alongside, yeah. alongside Mitrovic and maybe Perez out wide and Aaron's on the other side or Obertan or Gufran be great but to see Tiota, get Tiota get, get some I don't know if De Jong will be fit enough to start but maybe he will maybe not but then the, the argument I always make is um, when you're facing a lower league side is it not worthwhile starting with your strongest mm. possible lineup, and then if, if De Jong gets tired after 40 minutes but you're 2-0 up take him off it I doesn't also, matter I also wonder whether if, as the last game possibly suggests, and I'm sure this pleased Charlie Hunter a lot, um, Mitrovic is now our first choice uh, lone striker, hmm. uh, whether a little bit of player management might be giving Cissé another game yeah. just to keep him... Yeah, I, I, I can it. understand Sweet. that, but I think that if you leave it f- to, for too much longer, uh, as Mitrovic playing without scoring it might start eating away at him. And Mitrovic yeah. against Northampton Town, he'll get goals. Yeah. Okay. So you, you give him a couple, like you give him half a, a game and then you give Cissé half a game, they could get, to be honest, I, I'm fully expecting, and this might be arrogance of a big club, but I'm fully expecting us to comfortably get I past think we should win it. Three, three goals at least. Isn't it okay. just nice finally to talk like about this. our lineup <laughs> and we've got options like we've yeah. had strong benches for yeah. our games alright let's um, make some predictions for the Northampton game Dave like an actual concrete prediction by the way the, okay. co- the predictions for the last game we never follow up on this and we should in the last game none of us even predicted the right result um, were any of us only one goal out out of interest well, actually well, Charlie was. No, he was. Charlie wasn't. You were at one oh. goal up because you predicted that we would lose 1-0. Yeah. And it was 0-0. But Charlie was the only one uh, to predict that um, we would get something out of the game. He predicted we'd win 2-1. I predicted we'd lose 3-1. But I guess, if you look at that, I guess it proves that out of all of us, Charlie most, knows the most about football. So um, <laughs> I would say I was only one goal away from the real result. Okay, Where well done, Paul. All right. So, um, yeah. what is your uh, finite prediction for the game, Paul? 3 0. 3 0 to, to the us. tune. Dave? Oh, I was going to say 3 0, but now I'll say 4 1. You can say 3 0 if you want. I don't want to. All right, 4 1. Yeah. Seems like a cheeky way of getting two 
predictions there. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say because it's going to be my new prediction for the whole season. I'm going to say 3-1. 3-1 to Everton. us. Oh, no, I'm right. going to say 3-1 okay. to us. Okay. Um, and then we're going to play Arsenal on Saturday. Another Saturday lunchtime kickoff. So yeah. see who guys in my local Irish pub. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday lunchtime. Um, uh, what do you reckon? We're at home, right? Yes. What do you reckon? I mean, it's another... I mean, Dave. Arsenal are really sort of unpredictable, but then again, so are we. Nil-nil. Right, okay. Copying the last result, in a way. I think it's just going to be a bit too soon for us in terms of organising. I think Arsenal's movement as a front kind of six is so good. Mm. It will... I think they'll undo us. I, I think probably 2 nil Arsenal. They'll undo us. Do you They're think they'll tonight. undo our front button? Pull down our trousers and throw our cock. Um, <laughs> Ever since you recorded tonight. that erotic audio break, <laughs> they're playing so what tonight. Was your, what was your two nil Arsenal? Yeah, Arsenal are playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah, against Liverpool. Against Liverpool. Let's not bother predicting that because by the time you listen to this, you'll know the result. Um, so, okay. what were you going to go for? I right, I against hear. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch. We're at home. I'm, I'm going to give myself a one-one. Oh, I'm allowed a 1-1 from time to time. get hammered. 1-1. One, one. So, uh, I guess that's kind of it. This is where we're at with the podcast uh, this season. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be, believe it or not, working with David Hasselhoff. I was... <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't sound And right. it doesn't sound right, I'm going to be sleeping with Helen Mirren. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's make up other lies. No, I'm going to be looking after Liam Neeson's house. I'm, I'm guessing most <laughs> listeners haven't picked up on this because uh, the viewing figures weren't what we hoped. <laughs> but um, we, uh, I did a TV series uh, that came out this year that was on Dave. Um, That's TV the channel, channel, not just on me. Yeah, called Hoff the Record, uh, in which I played David Hasselhoff's manager. And we're about to film season two so I'm going to piss off and record that for a few weeks so I'm leaving it this podcast in the semi-reliable hands of uh, Paul Doolan and Dave Watson and they're going to fight it out between themselves to decide who is the host I think it'll be more like those American morning radio shows at the moment like two yeah. hosts yeah, yeah. <laughs> what with loads of special effects yeah <laughs> loads of fart noises <laughs> at the moment in the pub pre the game there was a lot of like oh no I think you should do it oh no I think you should do it a lot of bullshit humility when it's quite clear that both of them desperately want that role yeah Um, so we'll see listen listen out for who uh, takes the mantle but I'm going to piss off little fact for you about uh, Hasselhoff lovely guy um, at the uh, at the rehearsals last week, he was wearing a Manchester City shirt given to him by Yaya Torre. I, I think at some event, he I think he went to a Man City game. I was going to say you need to give his context. Well, this is what I know. Happened. I think he went to a Man- for some reason he was in Manchester maybe, and he went to a Man City game and he met um, some of the players. And I think the ones he really he, he met Yaya Torre gave him a gave him a shirt, but he also met uh, the two Argentinian guys, what Zableta, and uh, this is what he said. This is what he said. Uh, and like I say, lovely guy. Don't mean to. Um, <laughs> don't mean to. Uh, Fergus's career protection alarm just went off in his head. I don't, I don't think. I, I think I can be safe in assuming that he he's not a Newcastle Natter listener. But um, apparently the other Argentinian player uh, who plays for Manchester City is called Jose Seguero. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what he said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ho- Jose Seguero. Sergio Aguero. We'll have to get him a Newcastle shirt. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get him a Newcastle Not shirt. Not a Wonga shirt. We'll yeah, get him we'll a get proper him. one. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. There's good options out there now if you want a Newcastle shirt that isn't Wonga as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's a great time yeah. to be alive. Right. <laughs> yep. So, um, so listen out for these guys uh, ruining the legacy <laughs> that me and Luke Belson, Benson have built up. Luke Belson, Luke Belson. Luke Belson. <laughs> such me, a legacy. Luke Belson and me, Fergus Auschwitz, <laughs> 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 built up. 
Um, dear, oh dear. Right. Um, Is this a traditional Fergus breakdown? Yeah. And yeah. straight from... Uh, <laughs> and Change straight, the Dalek voice. Yes. <laughs> and now, now there's an offer from Lad Brooks. <laughs> right, straight from the... Uh, Straight from two of the world's, of history's most uh, famous God. concentration camps, let's go to uh, Ladbrokes. We, <laughs> we have... No, there's no link between the two. Um, no proven link. No. <laughs> Here we go. No, guys, come on, take this seriously. They booked the studio, we assume. Here we go. We have signed up with Ladbrokes. Uh, to give you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we've wrangled out of them for you. Follow the links on this week's description. <laughs> you all right there, Dave? <laughs> follow, follow the links on this week's description and our Facebook page. That's right, we've got a Facebook page. Didn't know about it until a few weeks ago, but I think someone's running it. It's good. I'm, I like it now on my Facebook try and befriend me on Facebook, I will never accept your friend request <laughs> because I've got barriers. But follow our Twitter feed as well, at Newcastle Natter, and our mini pod at the end of the week um, with some tips and exclusive odds for you. Uh, for starters, there's a free bet of up to £50 for you when you enter the code LAD50. So enter that now. And uh, like I say, uh, follow us at Newcastle Natter. Get in touch. Uh, we've had uh, a few people uh, getting in touch this week. I can't remember what they said. There was a little bit of a response to Charlie <laughs> on the pod. Yeah. Um, someone sent us uh, video proof of Obafemi Martin's... Um, Backflipping. Backflipping or forward-flipping. He's still flipping. <laughs> have so either the, of you changed your thoughts on how old he is yet? No. Well, I'm Fergus. still going with 30. Dave? He's older than that. He's got to be like 34, 35. Well, that's sort of in the middle. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it is, but okay. I've always... Paul, what do you reckon? I think 30. Well, yeah. the younger yeah, the younger 30. one. The debate rages on, but hats off to Brian Gardner for I'd, I'd uh, sending chat. us footage of Sorry. the flip. I had lovely chat with Charlie on Twitter while watching the My New Game, and he was saying that after My New Game, he was saying he would have much rather lost the game but gone for the win then get the point. Who was that, Charlie? That was Charlie. Okay. I'm going to have words with that boy. Well, you know, a lot of fans... I mean, you're tapping away a pen there with rage. I mean, a lot of fans or feel wrong. like that. A lot of managers would, you know. Not managers. I mean, a lot of fans would feel... The manager should. You want to go... That's the way Kevin Keegan used to go for it. You know, we'd rather, like, you know, he score three, we'll score four, all of that shit. That's when we were the second... Well, the best team in the league. Yeah. We're not that. Well, we weren't the best team in the league, were we? Because we didn't win. <laughs> table doesn't lie, guys. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. Um, I'm going to leave uh, the podcast there and uh, see you guys. Um, probably don't bother listening for the next eight weeks or so. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'll leave you in capable hands and uh, speak to you soon. Get in touch at Newcastle Natter. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Fergus. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.